Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, my friends. I hope you've been well since the last time and enjoying the spring weather wherever you are. Um, Today, I want to talk to you about a phenomenon that I think is super important and it doesn't actually get talked about enough. And, um, And I could say it's possibly the number one reason we don't regularly have what we want in life. And that is our own damn thoughts. <laughs> well, I'm only half joking here because I, I should actually probably say what gets us into trouble is believing our own thoughts. So let me unpack that a bit for you. You know, I've talked about it on this podcast before, the idea that we are not our thoughts and that our thoughts create our feelings and that our thoughts are optional. And today I want to talk about specifically that voice inside your head that so often sabotages your efforts to change. Now, I want to make a little clarification, actually, before we we go any further. Um, You know, on this podcast, I talk, I talk often about the, that little voice inside, you know, the one that's whispering that maybe something else, something bigger, something more joyful and meaningful is possible for you. Well, this isn't that voice. (laughs) What we're talking about today is definitely not that. Like this one tends to definitely shout more um, than whisper for most people, I think. So the voice I'm talking about today, we can really call it the bully in your brain. And it goes off as soon as you have any kind of ambition. And this could really be anything. Like it could be really about any result that you're trying to create in your life. It could be big, bold ambitions, like such as in your professional life, or it could be more subtle, more intimate goals, like improving your relationships, let's say. So it could be that, for example, you want to establish healthier habits. Maybe you want to go to bed earlier. You want to eat better. You want to, you know, maybe eat a hearty breakfast. (laughs) You want to move your body more and just feel more present in your life. But whatever you do, however excited you are in the beginning, you end up going right back to your default after a few weeks at the most. Or it could be that you want to make a radical life change. For example, you want to move to a quieter place. You want to be closer to nature or maybe even move countries. But you don't do anything about it because you're too afraid to leave everything you know, let alone ask your kids to follow along with it. It could be that you want to change the way you work. You want to quit your job, leave corporate, maybe launch your own business maybe even in a different area that you are more excited about, and you get scared of the unknown, you think about the necessity of putting food on the table and paying the bills, etc., etc., and you end up not doing anything. And maybe 
you have been separated and single for years and you'd love to actually deep down, like really would love to finally meet the love of your life, but you for sure cannot handle online dating. So you don't do anything about it. So really, when I say change, when I say ambition, it could be about anything. And as I've said to you before, your brain actually hates change. We don't have to get into why here today, but just know that that is actually evolutionarily appropriate. But it's just that that negativity bias that it has no longer serves us in the modern world. So what happens is, you know, every time we dream a dream and maybe even go ahead and set a goal, your inner tormentor starts. Cue the bully in your brain. And I mean, sometimes it can even be really small things in everyday life, you know, that might get it going. Actually, I was laughing when I was preparing this episode because I was like thinking about, I, I remembered my, you know, my some of my pot smoking experiences in my younger years. It's not something I did really regularly. Actually, I always called myself the queen of moderation um, when it comes to things like this. But, you know, sometimes I did find myself around other people uh, and um, where I was offered, you know, a smoke and, you know, especially if they were people I wasn't really super close with, oh my God, the paranoid chatter would start. I can't believe you just said that. That was the dumbest joke ever. Did you notice? You're the only one that laughed. They're now thinking you're so weird. You are ridiculous. You've just made such a fool of yourself. Everybody's looking at you weird. They're embarrassed for you. And on and on and on. The shame and the regret <laughs> that would oppress me. Oh man, it was no joke. Well, I was never a big smoker to begin with. And I quickly learned not to accept a puff if I was offered one at a gathering. Um, I'm thinking of that today because, you know, in its really exaggerated caricatural way, it actually really drives home the point that I'm trying to make. I mean, so many of us live with this bully of a pothead in our brain, right? <laughs> like every day sometimes, in every minute sometimes, like it starts like from the moment you wake up, it nitpicks your every move, second guesses every decision, like who do you think you are, you know? Because there's this notion that nothing we ever do is good enough, that we are not good enough. We're a nuisance at best and an embarrassment to the human race at worst. I mean, it's insane. Because if you think about it, imagine talking to your best friend that way, or like to your kid when they make a mistake. Would you ever tell them, oh, you're such a fuck up? Like seriously. But for some reason, that voice thinks it's okay to talk to us in that way. My friends, our relationship with ourselves is arguably the most important one in our lives. And yet, we often show up like an emotional abuser. So I say it's high time we changed all that. Because look at what it's costing us. When we believe that voice, instead of becoming healthier, we become more and more tired um, with the years because you think you lack the discipline, that you can't trust yourself, you can't keep your promises to yourself. 
um, instead of, you know, instead of finding a slower rhythm and up-leveling your quality of life, you know, you stay stressed in the city way longer than you would like because, you know, you think you're going to end up cut off from the world and everything you love and the kids will resent you forever. Instead of going after your dream project and build a thriving business, you stay at the same soul-sucking job year after year after year because, you know, you're a responsible person and you need to think of safety first. And besides, you've always sucked at managing money and you certainly can't handle not having a regular paycheck anymore. And instead of creating a loving relationship, you tell yourself, oh, you're really better off that way and you love your independence anyway. And besides, there are no good guys out there. So you see, like your enjoyment of life the very quality of your life takes a hit in each of these cases. So here's what nobody tells you growing up. Are you ready? Two things. Number one, everybody else and their mother also has that voice. Mm-hmm. This is true. No matter how successful how beautiful, how well accomplished, how famous, how lucky someone may look from the outside, they have this voice too. So that's number one. And number two, you don't have to take everything the voice says at face value. Insane, but true. So why do we have that voice then? Like, is it just there to make our life miserable? Okay, now, here is a very important point to understand. As hard as it may be to believe, that voice actually has good intentions. Like it actually wants the best for us. Because that voice, you know, some people might call it ego, for example, that voice belongs to a part of your brain that is charged with keeping you safe. Okay, so its number one job is to scan the environment for any threats and warn you when something's off. And also, adding to this, it's, you know, understand that it has also received years and years of conditioning from our upbringing, from school, from parents, from peers, from the culture at large. It's received a whole bunch of ideas about what's safe and what's not. So that's why it's really suspicious of anything that you might be trying to change. A new situation, a new habit, a new way of thinking. These are all potential threats as far as it's concerned. So the point here, like the reason I want you to know this is because we don't want to be hating on it. We don't want to be resenting it, but we just want to become aware to notice it when it comes on, to notice the thoughts without going down the rabbit hole. Because the biggest mistake we make is when we confuse that voice with who we truly are. But you can hear what it has to say, okay? And you can thank it for its service in trying to protect you and do your thing anyway. <laughs> and you want to also remind your brain of what it's forgetting to think, okay? You want to be doing this intentionally, consciously, because it's not going to happen automatically, that's for sure. So let me give you an example here. 
For example, let's say you have your own business and let's say you've developed a new workshop that you're going to be giving in front of an audience. Basically, it's a situation where you're putting yourself and your message out there. So you go and do your thing, okay? And then when it's over, that's when all the thoughts begin. You go back through every detail in your mind with horror. How you forgot what you had to say, how nervous you got, how you get all clammy when you get nervous, um, how awkward you must have come across, how you probably didn't even say anything remotely intelligent or original, let alone be the last word on the subject, (laughs) how they all saw right through you, and on and on and on. Now, here is the thing to recognize. This is all normal. You have taken an initiative and tried something, and it's totally normal and okay for your brain to freak out. The important thing is that you did it anyway, okay? So you need to remind your brain what it's forgetting to think in this situation, that you are a person who loves growth, and this is what that looks like. You know, growth sounds all cute and all, but it's actually really uncomfortable, really painful. And another thing which I mentioned earlier is other people all have the same voice in their heads. So while you're obsessing over how you've made a fool of yourself and nitpick everything you said and did, everybody else is busy in their own heads, okay? No one actually cares about you. And I mean this in the best way because that's so liberating, isn't it? So the whole key of the situation like, is right in this moment, not believing the thoughts, not indulging the thoughts, and not even judging yourself for having the thoughts, but recognizing that they are a normal part of the process and intentionally remembering what you want to think instead. And that is, again, there is no growth without risk-taking, without coming out of your comfort zone and to give yourself a huge pat on the back for having done just that. Because if you don't go through this intentional process, the risk that you run is that, well, you stop taking risks, you stop putting yourself out there, you start hiding more, and your business and your own growth will suffer as a result. The reason why most people don't go after their dreams is because what they will make it mean if they fail. Or even if they don't fail, like they, your head might just be scared of success itself as well because of the voice. You know, it's because of what the bully in your brain will say that they will then, that, that, that you will then believe. That really is it. Of course, it sounds simple and it is, okay, but it's not necessarily easy. It takes a ton of redirecting your brain when it wants to veer off the road because it's been so used to going with that voice and believing it for years and for decades, right? Um, But that voice is the reason you sabotage yourself. And what I'm sharing with you right here today is how you stop doing that. I want you to stop letting the voice of fear keep you from going after what you want. And the way to do that is to normalize the process of getting out there and doing scary things. That will feel risky to your brain and it will freak out. But you have to remind it in the end that, you know, feeling like shit didn't actually kill you. You know, there's always talk of following your gut and things like that. But lots of times, like we actually confuse our gut feeling with fear 
Oftentimes, it's just the fear talking. And only listening to the fear is the surest recipe for staying small, for not going after what your heart truly desires. Now, I want to point out one last thing before I let you go. A big part of this work, especially in the beginning, is awareness, as I have really, as I have just described here. At first, you want to just notice the voice. You want to notice what it says, because even that is huge. We normally just believe everything that goes through our minds. It can be really quite new to start noticing the thoughts without attaching to them, okay? And everyone, of course, has their own favorite thoughts <laughs> that their voice likes to tell them, right? Everyone has their own special compilation. But I want to suggest another step here, and that is start also developing some discipline around that voice in your head. Like imagine it being like setting some boundaries with yourself. Just like you wouldn't tell a good friend or, or, um, or your kid that they're pathetic and no one loves them because that would be unacceptable, right? Well, you can also set that boundary with yourself. Like, oh, we don't talk shit to ourselves anymore. That is just not something we do, right? No drama, just stating the facts. And to give you an example from my own life, you know, my self-talk has improved a lot over the years since I've been doing this work. It was definitely not good before. Um, but until recently, I was still, you know, finding myself saying things like, oh, I'm such an idiot. You know, when I have a little accident, let's say I broke something in the kitchen, you know, oh, such an idiot. It just kind of like rolls off the tongue so easily, right? It's a little thing. Um, and I wasn't necessarily feeling bad when I said that. It was really almost like a reflex. But now I am making a conscious effort to not even say that, to not talk to myself like that. You know, I'm just human and these things are part of life. And maybe I'll try staying more present and pay more attention next time, but not because I suck, right? There's the nuance. And of course, not to mention what we're modeling to our kids, because you can be sure that kids notice, notice these things and soak it all up. So seeing an adult make a mistake and then choose to speak kindly to themselves speaks volumes for them. All right, so let's recap all of that. Number one, notice the mental chatter when you're trying or thinking of trying something new. Understand that it's normal. Nothing has gone wrong. You just have a human brain doing its thing. That being said, do not believe everything it says. Remind your brain what it's forgetting. And remember that this whole thing can only go wrong if you believe those fear-based thoughts and start acting on them, or rather stop taking action because of them. And last but not least, just stop talking shit to yourself. Set that boundary. Because how you talk to yourself is going to determine the quality of the relationship you have with yourself. And the quality of that relationship is going to make all the difference in moving toward your dreams. So when you learn how to manage that bully in your brain, there is no end to the things you can achieve in your life from the biggest to the smallest of goals and becoming more present and happier in general. It all goes through making that voice inside your ally rather than your enemy. 
All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today. Once again, if you want to continue this conversation, if you want to share your experience and what these episodes bring up for you, just come on in, join us in our private Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life Community. Also, what I outline in this episode is how you stop sabotaging yourself and go after the life you want. And it is not rocket science. Just lots of intentional redirecting of your mind. And I can totally help you with that. Hit me up to set up a chat. Um, my email's in the show notes. You have a wonderful day and I will speak to you next time. 